0: Welcome back, and we finally got some more sports to talk about in all three major sports m l b seems like it'll be coming back a sixty game season. We'll see what happens, but uh as you know at the time of recording this podcast about an hour ago, it seems like um players in the league were gonna agree to a sixty game season the n b a we don't know what's going on with that um it, it seems like they were ready to play in Orlando and now seems like some players are hesitant and they'd rather join the Black Lives Matter movement and focus their time and effort towards that as opposed to playing basketball and then in the NFL we will catch up on some of the contract talks some of the potential holdouts with guys like Dak Prescott, Dalvin Cook and Jamal Adams but the biggest news is the MLB um You know, for months we've been played by Rob Manfred and the MLBPA. We're going to have a season. Now we're not going to have a season. Maybe we'll have a season. Our emotions have been toyed with. um, But it seems like – it seems pretty sure that we're going to be having this 60-game season.
1: Yeah, I think it's at the point right now where – i don't know if people I think people are so fed up with like the situation that I don't know if the news that a potential season's going to happen is even like being like considered by some people as serious like I, <laughs> okay. if it's been there's been so many different offers and rejections that i who knows which one is going to be accepted. I know John Heyman, I believe tweeted out that mm-hmm. it looks like they're coming close to a deal um, that's happened in the past, so we'll see what if that to fruition. I mean, they've already messed up the situation so horribly. They should have been at least in spring training by now or, like, in a few weeks and be playing a season relatively soon. But even if they do agree to the 60-game schedule, it's not going to be for a while as they have to do another spring training. And then I know Dr. Fauci just came out and said that they shouldn't extend their season too too, too far into the fall because of coronavirus concerns of like that second wave. So you know, a terribly handled situation. We've talked about that before. Uh, it's hard to trust that there's gonna that the sixty game thing is true. It's trending in that direction,
0: but we've been fooled in the past. I'm cool with sixty games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they had been talking about maybe there being a 48 game season which I, would have been off. that would have been horrible. Yeah.
1: I think I think the issue that some people were having, especially fans is that with such a short season, terrible just shit teams like like the Mariners last year through the first month and like month and a half of the season were really good. Yeah. And they finished as one of the worst teams in the league. So, I don't know if 60 games is enough to I I think it's I think it's pretty good. I, I think it would be okay for the best, like the good teams to make that separation and the bad teams to kind of be bad during that 60 games. I, but they did talk about an expand, expanded playoff, so I'd like to see the format. But I don't know. I don't know how the quality of play is going to be either at this point. And then they
0: might not even have time for an expanded playoff. They might not have time for a, a standard playoff, let alone an expanded one. So I don't know how that's going to work out if – I think the timeline if this 60 game season was approved um, I think it was expected to start mid-July so I mean you give the players a week to get down to well now summer training I guess is what you would call it exactly. you do that for a couple two to three weeks and then you start the season mid-July um, I don't know if they'd shorten the preseason spring training process to try to amp up the season to try to get into that regular season faster. But I think if you start mid-July, if you've got 60 games, you're set to, set to go early September. Um, but if they're going to have an expanded playoff, if they're going to do an expanded playoff, I don't want to see more one-game series. Mm-hmm. If they're going to do like what they do with the wild card game where it's a one-game playoff, it, that's going to suck because baseball I I like the fact that you've got five and seven game series and I think that it it you play 162 games and then it comes down to a one game wild card I'm not the biggest fan of that and I'll be disappointed if they have more one game playoffs in in the expanded version I don't know Yeah I know one of the
1: previous um playoff formats that they talked about it was like there would be like a one like a one game between certain teams, but it wasn't like single elimination. It was like a double elimination thing, like where you end up playing like another team that lost or something like that, and then you move on. It was some weird format. I think that would be better. Uh, I don't think anybody's, ever, I mean, the wild card game is interesting because I mean, everything's on the line in that one game, but I don't know many people that are a huge fan of it, especially if your team's in it. Like you get one game to prove like that you're 162 game uh streak of playing well was. I mean, that no. I don't think anybody likes that format. Um, again, yeah, I'd like to see the playoff format. How many teams get in? Um, I, I just don't want to see bad teams like the Royals, the Orioles, like just terrible teams get in, and it just be like an easy steamroll for the top teams. Like I, I'd yeah. rather see a competitive, shorter playoff than an expanded playoff. I think
0: you'd rather see a competitive shorter playoff than an expanded playoff.
1: Yeah. I don't want to see like, I don't want to, I don't want to have too many teams in it. I'd rather have like, like they take.
0: Yeah. Like I understand that, but at the same time with the short season, you, the best team could go 30 and 30. Cause sometimes that's how teams start at the yeah. beginning of the season. So, I mean, I
1: think it's, you know, they're giving them 60 games. I think teams have to play for that. I mean, there's not going to be rest time for the best players. Um, so I, I think they should just take like one of the, like the top teams from each division, like the top one or two, and just send them in there instead of doing I, – I, I don't know even like what I would like for a format.
0: They haven't said anything about it, but – So then – all right, so with a 60-game season, your ideal playoff format would be not far off from what they have now? Yeah. Four teams from – or five teams from each league? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I keep the same playoffs. Three them, division right? winners and then two wild card teams, and yeah. that's yeah. that's what you have. Yeah, probably. That's interesting. Yeah, well, that's that's. I don't know if I like that. One third of the league, and you only have a sixty game. Like, I I feel like I at least like. Maybe the top two in each division and one wild card send fourteen. Out of the thirty with with 60 games there's just so much that can there's so much variation in the regular season if you're not playing that many games yeah. so Th-
1: that's that's also another question i don't know how much variation will be i mean like yeah teams start slow but you're tink- like you're tinkering with your lineup trying to find that right lineup for a few games i mean certain pitchers like bullpens are completely changed throughout the season i think teams are just going to go all out from the beginning to the end and i think the best teams will still will still end up being at the top of the division so I think just taking the top team from each division would be fine, but it
0: will be interesting too because we never have this highly competitive baseball in the summer. Yeah, you know it's it's always dog days of summer. Exactly. Yeah, they're always grinding out the the long season, just trying to get through the games. So it'll be really interesting to see now if the, if it's going to be sixty games, every single game matters. Yeah. So that'll be interesting, but it's good to finally have baseball. In the forecast, potentially, potentially. <laughs> it, 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 this is the closest it seemed. It was crazy that you know a month ago, Rob Manfred said that there was one hundred percent going to be a season, and then just last week, said that it doesn't really look like there's going to be a season. Um, I did to me it kind of seemed like he was just trying to pretend and and maybe try to hold talks off for a couple more weeks so that they could only have a 50-game a season, a 48-game yeah. season, so they didn't have to pay the players as much. Yeah, I mean,
1: Robin, he's in a tough
0: spot. I kind of feel bad for him. I don't think he's a good commissioner at all,
1: but I mean, he's basically, he works for the owners, and you also have to kind of balance what the players want. I mean, it's tough when those two sides are com- complete opposites. And he has to try and find that balance. So I think he's had a tough job. I don't think he's handled it well. Um,
0: I agree. I, it's a very, very tough job. And he's getting torn apart yeah. for what he's done. And I think rightfully so. Like he's done a real bad job. Mm-hmm. But it is some of it's not in his control. Yeah. You can't control the, the greediness of the owners. You can't control the virus or the spike ups or the the danger of the pandemic so he's definitely in a tough spot but he definitely hasn't handled it well
1: the the part that i hate about the like the issue over the salaries is that it's billionaire owners not being able to come to agreements with millionaire players like you're both sides are making tons of money it's true that there shouldn't really be this Argument over
0: salary, considering that baseball is probably one of the highest paid sports. It's true, but at the same time, it's the players whose labor is being. You know what I mean? It's like a it's, sport, though. I, I, yeah, but I, it, it's, it would be different if we weren't in a pandemic. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think they're at great risk. They would never throw the players into a situation where they weren't positive that they were going to be safe and secure, but. Mm-hmm. It's still somewhat dangerous, you know. They're 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 at stake. Um, I, I'm of course siding with the players, as I think most people are. Yep. Um, but I don't. I don't know. It's a tough situation. Yeah. You know, I, all around. One other thing, like I wonder how they do. I don't think fans are
1: gonna be allowed for. I don't know. In the summer, you know, I don't know if they're gonna allow fans
0: back. I hope they. I hope think they, they could, but it's not gonna be packed. It's like, gonna be maybe. Maybe, I wouldn't even say half capacity, maybe quarter capacity. See,
1: the thing that's kind of dissuading like me thinking that is that the coronavirus um, counts in some states are getting higher now. Florida
0: just shut down their bars again.
1: Florida, Arizona, and Texas, all their cases are getting way, like, are going through the roof. So I don't think that, I don't think they're gonna end up allowing fans back. Which is a shame because I think a big part of baseball is the crowd. I think especially for home for the teams that are uh, at their home stadium, fans definitely during key moments when they get loud help the players. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but
0: I don't. I don't think fans are coming back, which is just. A shame. For the viewers, too, I I think all the broadcasts are going to try to do everything they can to keep the fans involved, whether it's live tweeting or some way to to allow the the fans to interact with the game. Um, But the commentators are definitely going to be playing a a much larger role. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to continue to have to hear Mendoza. Mendoza. (laughs) I I don't know if you remember a few years
1: ago when there was the strikes in Baltimore, um there was a game between them but I think it was the Orioles and the White Sox mm-hmm. I believe At yeah, right. An empty stadium it was just weird like you get like it every single time the ball hit the bat you could it was, like the crack of the bat was so it was so much louder than it seems not like, that Camden is packed to begin with yeah, but true. I mean oh that you know what was that 2014 maybe they might have been a playoff team then
0: but but I, I was watching a video. Know, a, I, guess so. I was
1: watching a video of a Chris Davis home run when he used <laughs> to hit, no, when he used to hit those. <laughs>
0: when he used to make contact,
1: yeah, absolutely killed <laughs> one. And the center of the bat was kind of sick in an empty stadium, but yeah, I, I don't like the ESPN baseball announcers. I don't at all. Um,
0: so A Rod, as a Red Sox fan though, I can say A Rod's grown on me a tiny bit, and I hate to to admit it. But like he's, he's not, done decently well yeah. broadcasting and I he's become a personality that's kind of overcome the bad reputation he had as a player. Yeah, he's really knowledgeable.
1: Um I, I don't I don't mind him. It's just that he's paired with Mendoza yeah. and he's with Vascurgian, isn't he usually is those three? I actually like Matt Vascursian. You know who I hate is Mark Deshara. Yeah, he's I don't he's, like him. He's horrible. Yeah, I'm not a fan of him. Can't stand him. But you know, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I Jessica Mendoza's in that group, so they should have they do the prime time games too on like Sunday night and stuff. Right. She I thought she got I don't think she's on that anymore though. I hope not. I think because she took like a a kind of specific role with the Mets. And I think that I believe that she's not involved with Sunday Night Baseball anymore. That would be that would be nice. That'd be ideal. <laughs> they should add David Ortiz to that. <laughs> David Ortiz and A Rod. Yeah, but he's that. so hard to understand. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, I don't think he he'd do too well in that role personally. But yeah. he's more of like a you bring on for the playoffs type guy. Yeah, when he does it on what is it Fox? I think play so. During the playoffs, him when
1: him and A Rod and like Frank Thomas <laughs> are on it and Pedro, oh, actually Pedro is so, so
0: funny to watch. Um. This whole lockout, I guess is what you can call it, has kind of taken attention off the Astros, and that was the headline throughout the offseason and going into this season was how are players going to play against the Astros? Were they going to get hit five times a game? And I wonder now that that's kind of taken a little bit of the pressure and the attention off of the, the Astros cheating scandal. I wonder how uh, how teams are going to react to to playing the Astros. I mean, do you still think that they're going to go in with a bunch of vengeance? and I think they'll play
1: harder against the Astros, but, I mean, I don't think, especially in a 60-game season
0: where each game matters, I don't think you can afford to kind of, like, mess around and hit players. Probably true. They, they definitely... I don't want to say that they appreciate the pandemic because that sounds horrible, but, I mean, they appreciate that this... Took the attention off of them for sure.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. I don't. You. I don't. I don't think I've ever. I don't. Haven't seen much lately about the Astros at all. Like, especially with the Yankees news that came out, which we'll get to in a second. Um, well,
0: that's a perfect transition.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But one last point about the Astros. I mean, I think teams are just. I think the. I think coming into the season, each team was just going to give their like complete one hundred percent best against the Astros to just absolutely shove it to them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that changes at all. I think the approach to the Astros would be the same minus, like, the hitting people. But Which, who knows if that would have been a thing anyways. I think it would have. I think I, I, I think <laughs> it could have been. I think it could have been a thing, but I don't think it would be a thing anymore.
0: We'll see. I'd like to see it. Yeah. Um, but that was, that's the re- most recent news. Um, but the week leading up to it, we had more news featuring Rob Manfred with the possibility of the Yankees doing more sign-stealing, cheating beyond what they were punished for, which was improper use of a dugout phone, and there's the possibility that Rob Manfred may have covered it up in an attempt to take some pressure off of them. Um, what was your takeaway from this Yankees news here? Um, so we're both Red Sox fans, so <laughs> I don't think either
1: of us were mad or upset to see the news. I think sign stealing sucks because I think it takes away from the credibility of baseball. But as Red Sox fans, it was it was awesome to read. Awesome awesome headline to see. Um you know, I saw I read something that either was by a player or a reporter that like there was clearly a camera in like center field that
0: left I saw that right there right was like or something yeah, like that. I saw that too. Um
1: Which wouldn't surprise me. I bet it happens in more stadiums, but especially with the bigger teams that are successful, there's more spotlight on them. You know, every even the Astros players were responding to it, like Mm -hmm. Gregman sent out that gif or whatever, that picture. You know, I don't want to say I'm happy that it happened, but I think that athletic article stated that the Yankees were also cheating. But it was right. just because you mean from
0: from you from yeah. that Evan Drellich, right. yeah, right. The yeah. one that the that the Red Sox were punished from for. the Lyle Red Sox, Bell. right? The Red Sox were the only team in the headline, yeah. But then the Yankees were listed, the like Yankees, 70, the because because bias or whatever, exactly. Like, like, yeah. um, so it's
1: gonna be weird. I think I, I've read some conflicting things on whether they're actually gonna have that letter. Unsealed. Yeah, I know the Yankees officially. They really don't it. want. They really don't want it. It said it's like a, it's gonna be a reputational thing. Injury.
0: Reputational
1: injury. Yeah, which. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I wonder who it is too. Probably I don't know multiple.
0: If we, I bet it's multiple people.
1: I don't. I, I bet it's players. Definitely. Ooh, that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting to see if it does come out. But you know, I, I think it's good that. I guess during the time when all the cheating is happening, we'll just get all the
0: cheating out now, so that in the future. Uh, we don't need to deal with that anymore. It was interesting, too. I saw that, that anonymous source that said that the Yankees had a camera in left, center, and right mm-hmm. also said that many other teams were doing it, and they listed the Rangers, the Royals, and yeah. the Phillies, I think, were among those. Yeah.
1: Um, Rangers and Royals probably more notable than the Phillies, considering the Rangers and the Royals were good
0: for about like a five-year period there, especially the Royals. Well, I don't know what the timeline would be. Because the Royals I, were good. I mean, they had that the they a had, couple of playoff they had, runs. Back I'm guessing with, that's what they Lorenzo Cain and Perez. And I'm the, guessing like, that's that what they were talking
1: but, about. And I'm guessing one like with the Rangers one they were talking about. Maybe that time period like where they played the Cardinals, like where they always made the ALCS but could just never make the World Series, mm-hmm. which is probably what seven years ago now, six years ago, something like that. But, maybe. I mean,
0: I, I don't know. I'm. I would not be surprised if nothing comes from this, if the MLB and Manfred are somehow able to kind of brush it under the table and we never hear from this again. I could see – the issue is if Manfred – if there's a possibility that he is covering up some sort of cheating, then the letter that he sent to the Yankees that were – hoping it will be unsealed soon. That might not even entail all of the cheating that actually existed. I don't know, I mean, it it is fishy that the the Yankees so badly want to keep it unsealed, or to keep it sealed, and that they're saying it'll cause reputational injury, but it wouldn't shock me if what the Yankees did, all of it, it wouldn't shock me if there's only a little bit of it in the letter. If they're still trying to somehow cover it up. Yeah. I mean. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what it would even be in the letter. Like in regards to reputation injury. I made, I made a list the other day of who I thought they were talking about. What's well, us like, So I thought Dede
0: Gregorius. Why Dede? Because
1: when he, when he was in Arizona, he was always, he wasn't very good like at all. Okay. Like, and then he got traded to the Yankees or signed with the Yankees. And then just becomes this dude who's hitting like 25-plus home runs, hitting like two six, two I believe like 270, 280. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, some players take steps. And it definitely helps playing at Yankee Stadium with a short portion height. But his ascension, I feel like, was way, like his, he went, he got so good so fast, it felt. It was almost like a J.D. Martinez thing, like where yeah. he just got good out of nowhere. Um, definitely, so I thought Didi... I thought Sanchez, but Sanchez also hit, like, 220 that year, so I hope <laughs> it'll, not. It'll be kind of, for his sake, I hope that he did. not Sanchez. Um, Aaron Judge, I thought, because I think that was his rookie year. Was it his rookie year? Yeah, it was, because that was the year that Altuve won MVP. And it
0: was fishy that he... Uh, and he hit,
1: like, what, 54 home runs or yeah. something like that out of nowhere. I mean, he's a big guy, but, like, uh, that seems like... 54 for a rookie seems
0: kind of absurd. How about where... Um... This is twenty seventeen, Andujar or Glaber? Were they? I don't think. Were they, they rookies twenty eighteen or were they twenty seventeen? Because those are guys that definitely came on strong. I want to say twenty eighteen. Okay.
1: Glaber's Glaber's is good, I think. Really? Yeah, Glaber's actually. Glaber's just sick.
0: Andujar's not that great though.
1: Yeah, he's gonna be. The, I don't think he's coming off the bench this year too, especially since Urshela off last year. as soon
0: as he came into the league, he he started strong. Yeah, so. he, he was good. Um, I wouldn't be
1: surprised if. I don't know. But I thought Aaron Hicks could have been another one because he kind of okay. took off after he came over from Minnesota. I mean, I, those could just, that could just be bullshit. What I just said with those players, but that's true. That's just my guess. I We're think. just yeah. These are
0: guesses. These aren't
1: accusations. Yeah, at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, anything else you want to add?
1: Nah, not really. I mean, I hope that they unseal it. I think that's my final my final thing on it. Um, I think it would be good for baseball just to kind of get all the. Sign sealing out right now so that it doesn't take over the game for a few years, let it impact this one season and then hopefully we don't have to hear from it again.
0: And I think it should whatever the decision is, seal it, unseal it. It should be made before this Season's upcoming time. season starts. Sure. You don't want to start a season especially as short as it is, and then have this news start to take over it and yeah. so especially with it being such a short season, get this out of the way and we'll see what happens. Yep. All right, the NBA looked like it was getting close to a season down in Orlando. Still probably will, um, but a bunch of NBA players had a a Zoom meeting uh, talking about the Black Lives Matter movement led by Kyrie Irving, or at least Kyrie Irving had a prominent role in the call. And Kyrie's opinion was that The players in the league should not continue the season and instead focus their time, money, and effort towards the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, Some players, such as Dwight Howard, came out in support of Kyrie Irving. I know many players, such as Austin Rivers, were heavily against it, saying that, you know, maybe if you're someone like Kyrie who's not going to be in the playoffs and has an incredible amount of money go for it but for a lot of these players they need the money not everyone has millions and millions of dollars like Kyrie and at the same time giving the community something else to to watch to to distract them to finally give them sports back seems to be very important too so what was your uh takeaway with with that in the in the NBA?
1: Yeah, so... I mean, I'm, I'm a Celtics
0: fan, so I don't have a lot of
1: respect for Kyrie. <laughs> I think Kyrie's lost a lot of respect because of his locker room issues that he's had in the league. But, I mean, if you want to take time off and focus on the Black Lives Matter movement, I think that's... Like, if you... If you that's completely your prerogative. Like, Maya Moore did that in WNBA. She... Right. Uh, she's done that. But, I mean... I, he was arguing that playing the season takes away from the movement. And I think a lot of people have come out and said, I, mean, I don't think it takes away from it at all. Um, I'm not going to say who I agree with, but I, I don't... I think Kyrie's been a thorn in the league for a while with his attitude. Um, I saw something yesterday that I think was a, ended up being a false report that he like texted in the Nets group chat to like, make their own league or something like that. <laughs> Which I think, like, Theo Pinson, one of the Mets players, like, quickly refuted. But I, I don't know. I, Kai, like, I, I like the point that you made that since he's not in the playoffs, like, sure, like, take time off, like, go do whatever ventures you want to, become involved with whatever you want. Um, I think, I don't think what he said, aside from, like, maybe Dwight Howe, I, I think most players are going to go and play anyways. I don't
0: think it's going to, um, what he said is going to change much. But I mean, I think you, I think there will be players who are genuinely torn about which way to go, whether to take time off and show support for this movement or to join the rest of the league and play. And I think it's an easy, much easier, obviously, it's a much easier decision for the, what is it, eight teams that are in the playoffs mm-hmm. or guys like Kyrie that are injured. But if you're one of, if you're a player that's on one of the twenty-two teams that are expected to be down in Orlando, and the rest of your team is going to be down there, I find it hard to say I'm not going to be there with you guys, and I'm going to be joining this movement. I think it would be completely understandable, and I I think that the teammates will have no choice but to respect that decision, mm-hmm. but. I think it's different if you're just now starting a regular season and then you haven't already played the majority of the season. Then it would be a different conversation. But you've got eight regular season games and then it's playoff time. So, I I, I expect to see ninety five percent or yeah. higher. I don't see any big
1: players. players, any like major players taking the time mm-hmm. off. Um, not that it won't be like a something in their mind. Like I imagine there'll be plenty of um like, like attire that they wear, like pre-game shirts, shoes. Yeah. that mentioned the Black Lives Matter movement, Um but I, I like so. I think it was Pat Bev tweeted out that LeBron James that like said that like they should like we should, should go play these games or whatever. And Pat was like, well, if the King if King James says we're going to play, then like back to business or something like that. But. um yeah, I I'm looking forward to it. They kind of they just released the 100 it was like a 100 page rule thing. 100 page rules for the uh the bubble that they're going to have down there in Orlando.
0: Some of them were oddly specific. I don't know if you saw I, I saw a couple. I, I, I Like the one where Do you see the ping pong, the one? Ping pong no doubles. Yeah, you can't play doubles. I like you can only that play one on one. Um, <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be nice to just get the NBA back. Um the other funny thing I saw was uh because yeah, Dwight Howard was one of the players supporting Kyrie and was like, LeBron is finally doing everything he can to give Dwight Howard his first ring. And he's like, nah, I'm going <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm to take some time off. I thought that was funny too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we should be having NBA basketball very soon. Um, with that, we're going to move on to the NFL. And nothing's really happened in the last week. Except for the fact that we're getting closer to that July 15th deadline, at least, for Dak Prescott. And um, the closer we get, obviously, the less likely a deal is to to happen. Um, but I remember back in 2015, Dez Bryant was in the same situation with the Cowboys, and he ended up signing... Are getting that huge contract extension with like two hours left to go on July fifteenth. So anything can happen, um, but where we are right now, it, nothing's been very clear. But it seems like Dak was offered. It was like thirty five million dollars a year over five years, which is crazy. That's that su- no, he was one. Of the top, I think it was top three paid quarterbacks in the league, and he declined that which I don't understand. Well, his reasoning is he doesn't want to be locked up for 5 years. And the max he wants to do is 4 years. And it it makes sense because you see guys every single year you have the new highest paid player in the NFL. Yeah. Right? Because the amount of money these players can get continues to increase every single year as revenue goes up, salary cap goes up. That's how it works. So Dak doesn't want to sign this huge deal, and then you know, come year four and five of his contract, all of a sudden he's paid averagely as a quarterback. Um, so I get that. So we don't know exactly what Dak's looking for yeah. money-wise. If it's just $35 million a year for four years and the Cowboys are willing to do it for five years... I would, I would imagine that that deal was already concluded. I I don't know if it's because the Cowboys desperately want that fifth year. I don't know if it's because Dak is looking for more than thirty five million dollars a year. We don't know. Um,
1: it's not like the Cowboys don't want to pay him either. Like I don't think it's an issue of money. Um, they franchised him, didn't they? Right. So he's so making, making thirty one. Thirty one. It's like thirty one point four this yeah, year. Yeah, something like that. Which I mean, I, I don't I don't I think I saw this article on the SPNL, like fifty players that um might that like might get a contract extension before the season or something like that. And he was on the list last year and they're
0: talking about that he might be on the list next year too. Um, yeah. So next year his his franchise tag would be Thirty-seven million. Yeah. In the year after that, if they were to do it a third time, it would be fifty-something million. It's crazy. That's super. That's so. Serious. And and I saw in an interview, Dak Prescott said he will bet on himself, and he'll continue to bet on himself. Meaning, you know, you see a lot of players can. that right. You see a lot of players that like the long-term deal because in case of injury, like Earl Thomas, for example, with that whole. Thing a couple years ago, um, They have a six-year contract. If they get injured for a year, they're still fine because they still had that huge long-term deal. Dak, on the other hand, is willing to do, willing to stay on the franchise tag, because he wants the most amount of money possible and he's willing to, to bet on himself he's rolling the dice and he thinks he's going to be able to continue to perform so
1: yeah it's like Trevor Bauer in baseball like he just I believe he goes to arbitration like every year just and that's like kind of similar to franchise tagging like where I mean you're betting on yourself to get a certain salary Um, I think eventually they're going to come to a deal at some point I wouldn't be surprised if it's before the deadline because I think that I think Dak obviously wants to get paid and I think the Cowboys are going to are willing to pay him mm-hmm not that like how much tracker, would you pay?
0: How much would you pay for Dak well, Prescott? Well, here's
1: what I understand is his track record that good that he deserves to be like one of the top three paid quarterbacks in the league? Or like the highest paid quarterback well, in the league? My opinion
0: on Dak Prescott is I different from what most people think. So you'd say what first your opinion on him, how much would you pay him over four years? Oh. I think because he's not going to sign five a five year deal, he'd rather go. He'd rather be franchise tagged. I well, first of all, I think Dak Prescott's a little bit overrated. Okay. Um, I'm not. I think he's got a good
1: skill set. He he. I saw some stat that he has like one of the. I think he's the most rushing rushing touchdowns as a, like a quarterback in the last four years or something like twenty seven. So he's a well rounded player, and I, I just don't like what has he like got. He, had, he went off last year and they had like over 40, he had over 4,000 passing yards. I mean, he had a good year last year, but I don't, they haven't done anything in the playoffs. So I don't understand how they would want, like why they would want to pay him that much. Over four
0: years? Ugh. Oh, I have no idea. Would um, you pay him, would you pay him 30 million a year? Would you pay <laughs> No. No, dude. I don't understand. But so one, here's the deal. You also have to take into account if you don't pay him that contract, what's your backup plan? You got Andy Dalton? Serviceable backup. Okay. <laughs> so you're comfortable with... Uh, no, I mean,
1: obviously I'd rather have Dak. But the Cowboys went, what, 8-8 eight eight last year? Yeah. So he had the best season of his career, and they went 8-8, eight and eight, and he wants 30... What was it? it was 30... We don't know what exactly. was wants, 35 plus. Yeah. I wouldn't pay him that much. Okay. I don't I'm trying to think of if the Cowboys were really their schedule last year and whether it was a defensive thing. But I mean they lost to the Jets and the Jets put up like seventeen points now, like I don't I don't Dak I think I wouldn't pay him over like thirty two probably a year or something like that. Okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't definitely wouldn't give him above thirty five a year.
0: I like Dak Prescott. Yeah. I personally think he's a top ten quarterback, which a lot of people most people would disagree.
1: I'd say he's top ten.
0: Would you? Yeah, I don't. But he wants to be paid like the top, like the best. Well, for now, because but you can take advantage of the fact in in today's NFL, it is so difficult to find a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think Dak Prescott is a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. Does he get? Does he deserve to be paid as the top player in the NFL? Probably not, but. The Cowboys have a franchise quarterback. They have the chance to secure a franchise quarterback for the next four years. And instead, if you pass on that, you're looking for Andy Dalton and then someone in the draft. And, I mean, the way the Cowboys are set up right now, they're not going to have an early round, first-round pick anytime soon. So you're going to be hoping to take, like, a Jordan Love and turn him into a franchise quarterback within a – a season or two no. it's just it's so important so valuable in today's NFL to secure a franchise quarterback no matter how much money it takes and I would pay Dak Prescott that amount of money yeah I think this is the time for
1: the Cowboys to really go after it too I think especially with like their young receiving core um, Ezekiel Elliott uh, their defense is this probably is one of their best defenses this upcoming year that they've had in a while mm-hmm. I think that at the time for them to make a push. I I think it's now and I think that's why they will end up signing Dak to a huge contract. Not that I think he's worth it, but I I do agree that um that I don't think they should go with like the draft
0: and quickly like rebuild approach. I everyone seems to have an optimistic opinion about whether or not they're going to get a contract done. People think that they will. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. Because Dak Prescott just isn't pressed to sign a contract because he's so willing to have a $37 million franchise tag next season. One thing um, that kind of interests me is
1: that I don't know if the Chiefs are going to end up doing a deal with Mahomes. Like, that was another person on that list. If Mahomes is a new deal, he's going to get the biggest contract in NFL history for sure. Right. So, I wonder if they get a contract done and Dak plays a year without one, how... What Dak's outlook on his potential salary could, like would be, so because Mahomes is going to set new precedents in terms of like quarterback salary and probably right. salary in general, so I I wonder what Dak will want because Mahomes is 24, Super Bowl MVP, regular season MVP. Dak doesn't have that. So. No, but he's
0: he's 26. He's still young.
1: Yeah, but so if Mahomes gets in a, like a crazy contract, which he will, I wonder how Dak will uh, take
0: that. I think Dak's going to. Use that as leverage. Definitely. Yes, yeah. and but that's the thing too. Mahomes will sign this huge deal, right? It'll be record breaking. But we see that every single season, and you know the season after Lamar Jackson will break it, and the season after. I mean Teddy uh, Kyler Murray. <laughs> <Teddy Bridgewater. laughs> but I mean it's it's going to continue to go up and up. So I understand Dak Prescott's logic, and if you're the type of guy where you're like. I don't necessarily need the security of a long-term deal. Yeah, bet on yourself. Yeah. Um, but I pay Dak thirty-five. I pay him. I don't know if I pay him forty. I probably wouldn't. That's too. That's, that's that number's too high. I think that's the Mahomes. I would pay him between thirty-five and thirty-seven per year over four years, and there aren't many quarterbacks that I would do that with. I think if we're talking about quarterbacks, I would do that with
1: Mahomes. Yep. Russell Wilson. Yep. I don't know, anybody outside of them? I don't think anybody outside of them I would. Would you pay Deshaun Watson? I think Deshaun Watson's going to get paid that. I don't think he's, not that he hasn't proven enough, because he's really good, again, well-rounded player, running, passing. Again, he just doesn't ha- hasn't done much. I don't like paying quarterbacks that like, flash this huge potential. Like have the potential to be like lead them to a Super Bowl without actually like having done anything in the playoffs, paying them an absurd amount of money to do so.
0: I am okay with it just because your backup plan is so horrible. I think it's different for the Texans. I'd rather take the risk on paying a quarterback that you know has the potential. Yeah. Um, So Deshaun Watson, you wouldn't. I would. (sighs) That's
1: questionable. Maybe I don't know. I'd have to. How about Lamar Jackson? (laughs) <laughs> That's another one, like I, like yeah, his season last year was crazy, like absolutely absurd numbers, but they got absolutely smoked in the playoffs against a probably a not so good titan. Not that they weren't good, but they were overperforming. And the Ravens should have won that game. So no. I would. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would say Mahomes and Russell Wilson probably would be my only two for now. Really? I, I think Another good season out of Watson, maybe. How about Carson Wentz? No, absolutely not. No. no. How about Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I think he's too old to get yeah, that much. Okay. To get that much money. Kirk Cousins? Absolutely not. <laughs> That's a run-heavy offense. No. Uh, Stafford. If he, you know, maybe because I, I think he's too, he always puts up consistent numbers, but they've never done anything. I think it's a defensive fault. I think it's. Large the defense in Detroit I think Stafford has the potential but he's never been surrounded by
0: good I think good it depends player. on where the rest of that team is yeah. I think if you're putting him into the situation like if you throw him onto the Ravens I pay him like where the rest of the team is I yeah. throw him onto the Cowboys I pay him but all right how about I can see Kyler Murray in a few years okay especially
1: I think he's gonna have a huge he's gonna have a huge year this year especially with Hopkins Kenyon Drake with a full like for a full year I think he's gonna have a, that's a that's a pass for his offense, too. He's going to go off this year. So I think Kyler Murray, in a few years, probably, I would. Matt Ryan? I think he's too old, also. I don't think so. Okay. I think he was drafted in 08. I mean, that's not crazy 12 old. Well, he is, what, like, thir- I think he's 37
0: or 38 or something like that? No. You don't think so? No. He's got no. He's he, maybe 35. I don't know how old he is. He uh, he's drafted in. 08, no. So if you think he was like twenty two when he was drafted, I think I think he's past his prime. Cause
1: I think okay. obviously twenty sixteen was his MVP his season. Was definitely like his pinnacle. That's a pass heavy offense. That he, like he hasn't been bad in any year. Like he's, no. always solid. he's always super. He's always kind of like kind of like Stafford almost. Um, I could
0: I could see. I think I would with Matt Ryan. Garoppolo. No. All right, last one. Well, all right. How about Drew Brees or Brady? I'd say no for both. Not both. too old. Yeah. Okay. If Andrew Luck came back. If he came back?
1: Yeah. Would you pay him? So is this like he plays it like immediately? Like comes back for three Yeah. Pretend seconds?
0: he never left. Pretend he played last season.
1: Oh, if he played last season, for sure. I think okay. that season, his first season back after that prolonged injury was above and beyond what people thought he was going to end up doing. And I think he would have only gotten stronger last year. I think the Colts would have been. A playoff team last year that would have gone that would have done pretty well but I mean he obviously he left so I, I think I would have with
0: Andrew Luck if he stayed okay interesting <laughs> I think I'm, I, more, I'm much more willing to pay quarterbacks clearly yeah
1: I, I, I'd rather Josh
0: just, Allen would you pay Josh Allen
1: I think in a few years yeah okay At Josh Allen's solid I mean he's he has he's inconsistent but I think what he showed with Buffalo Buffalo is a tough team but that was also a defensive team last yeah. year. Won them some games, but I think, I think with improvement, definitely. Okay, Josh Allen. I I not for Sam Darnold. <laughs> I figured. A lot of the I just I don't like the younger. Like Baker I'm for sure not paying. Oh absolutely not. And the only reason I'm saying no to Garoppolo is because I think that's a run heavy offense. And I
0: don't know so. I think you could have put a lot of quarterbacks in that system last year and it would have been fine. Oh
1: absolutely. They could have played Nate Mullins and it would have been fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. CJ Beathard. That,
1: that was a defensive team also like Yeah.
0: yeah. Although well, they good. had offensive playmakers, now. but was, the line is great too. But yeah, I mean, but it wasn't it, like the Grapple defense was, definitely came. Yeah, Grapple wasn't putting up that pass numbers. rush was just crazy. Yeah, they
1: were crazy. That was absurd. And J- some, they're going to be as good because I think Javon Kinlaw is going to be sick this year. Yeah, um, I'd rather them pay players than have them hold out like what Dalvin Cook's doing. Uh, so it's, it's 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 a Le'Veon Bell situation. I, I that was a terrible situation. Everybody wanted Le'Veon to play, and. It was a shame when he sat out for the the entire year. Uh, You know, Minnesota's a run-heavy offense, so I think they're going to end up paying – I think they will pay Dalvin Cook. It's weird because he's been plagued by injuries in his short career so far, but I think he showed enough last year that he should get that. He should get a big deal, even though, he again, got hurt at the end of the year. But he's so versatile. He's a great pass catcher and he's a super shifty, fast, he's he's a kind of a power back that's fast.
0: Um, I think they'll get a deal done with Dalvin. So the rumor yeah. is the Vikings offered north of what Melvin Gordon got. So Melvin Gordon got eight million, so they think that he was offered around 10 million and evidently he felt disrespected by their offer. Oh, he's a top five NFL running so back. So. It, I would. Have I'm thinking him. he wants 13 million, maybe. I think so. And you'd you'd give him 13 million. I would. He he's a
1: game changer. Like he he carried some of their games last year, especially when Kirk Cousins was was wasn't playing well. The fancy would literally just give him the ball, him and Madison the ball, 25 to 30 times a
0: game, and they'd be fine. So I would give that one pick that much money. I wouldn't. Mm. I, I'm not willing to pay. There are only a few running backs that I'd be willing to shovel, shovel out money for. Like who? Um, Well, first let me just say. It's so difficult to pay a running back when you've got a guy like Alexander Madison right there to, to take over. So, but, like, like Madison was good when Dalvin Cook was hurt. Madison had, there wasn't a big drop off. Even when he was playing, he was a great complimentary
1: back. He, right? would, he would get like 50 yards, 50 to 75 yards a game. But he did break off a ton of just big runs that you don't see all the time, especially out of the backups. So I think Alexander Matt, they're very similar. Right. I think Dalton picks a better pass-catching running back, which I think Madison eventually for some team or maybe for the Vikings in the future will be their primary back. I think he has that
0: potential. Um I think he'll be the Vikings' primary back. I, I don't I don't I don't see the Vikings willing to pay him 13 million. You, you if you get so much money wrapped up in your running back, you know, it's weird because and they they're paying Kirk
1: a lot. I think this is also the time for the Vikings to go after it, too, because I think last year, I, I just don't think that anybody's beating the 49ers in the playoffs. Okay. They beat the Saints, and it's not like... at the Saints didn't, I don't think the Saints played well that game, but I think Kirk Cousins showed enough because he was always, he's always been like this quarterback that doesn't perform like in prime time. He, he kind of went off in that playoff game. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook was a little... I don't, I don't think Dalvin Cook had a great game, mm-hmm. So I think this is a time time definitely for them to go for it and pay Dalvin Cook. I mean, they got Justin Jefferson in the draft. They did lose a bunch of defensive players, but I still
0: think this is the time for the Vikings. I don't disagree that the Vikings have a good shot at the playoffs and and making a Super Bowl run this year or the next couple years. But obviously I would much rather have Dalvin Cook there than not having him there. Mm -hmm. and and having to rely on Alexander Madison and Amir Abdullah. I'd rather have Dalvin Cook. I just don't know if I can pay him $13 million a year. And let's say you pay him $13 million a year so that these next couple years you have the best shot possible at a Super Bowl run. But then the years after that, you're struggling because you've got so much money wrapped up in him. So I would rather not pay Dalvin Cook. It would suck because it sounds like he's going to hold out and not play this season if he doesn't get paid, just like Le'Veon Bell. Shame for fantasy, too. It's big shame. Actually, I like Madison, though. So I uh, he, he would be, like, a sneaky. He, would, he's like like be a a, he might be a first-rounder if Dalvin Cook isn't. You think so? Yeah. I first think, or second. I think, I think if, if Dalvin for, sure, Cook, for sure, first or second. He'll be an RB1, borderline RB1, definitely RB2. I think if Dalvin Cook holds out... Like, I think her cousin... I, I think that'll just become
1: a pass team, though. Like, I mean, they had Justin Jefferson, Thielen, Rudolph, Irv Smith.
0: Yeah, I but think Irv Smith was not good.
1: I think he was inconsistent, but I think he showed some signs that he He could was okay.
0: I shouldn't say he wasn't good.
1: I think they would just kind of send it with the passing. I mean, obviously, like, Madison would get, like, his carries and stuff, but I wonder how... And you know what? Maybe not because I think if there's no Davin Cook, I doubt teams would focus on the run as much, and maybe that opens up holes for Madison to kind of go off. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't know about first or second rounder because I think that you're taking a, a second year running back that was a backup last year. Like what's another situation where there's been a running back that kind of does that? Maybe McCaffrey after Jonathan Stewart left because he was okay. kind
0: of just the pass catching back, and then but they took him in the first round. Like they were that yeah, was kind Madison of was third round, I think. Right. So. Um, yeah, But that's the weird. thing. You see guys like Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, guys that are taken in the second and third round every single year, that just blow up, and they're really good running backs. So I'd rather not pay Dalvin Cook, develop Madison next year, the year after, take another running back in the second or third round, and just repeat the process. And I, I like that because you're only getting $2 million per year max wrapped up in a running back. Which is great because you have money to spend in other places. Mm. I'm not denying that Dalvin Cook is a top five running back. I just don't know if I can pay him $13 million, especially when his game is so similar to Alexander Madison.
1: Yeah, see, I think the only reason I. I think Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, and Christian McCaffrey are. Who else? Probably. I'll tell you who I pay. I, so, so okay. Let's hear this first because I do have a point I want to make. But, but Caffrey's
0: get... making sixteen a year. I think that's justified. That's fine. Yeah. Zeke is making fifteen a year. Justified. Yes, I agree. I would have paid Le'Veon Bell if I were the Steelers, or I don't know what the Steelers offered, so I don't. I know what he got was less than what the Steelers offered, but I would have paid him fifteen million dollars. I would I have know. paid him was he guy. I wouldn't pay him that now, but now I wouldn't. I wouldn't but the, yeah. the, that year, yes, yeah, that year, yeah. And the only other running back that I would be willing to pay thirteen million plus dollars to right now is Alvin Kamara. Yeah, agreed. Although it's weird, especially because they use
1: two backs so much. Well, that's the thing, so... Do you think Alvin could carry as kind of just that
0: back doing everything? I think he he could, and he's got fresh legs because of it.
1: Yeah, he has the game to do it, but it's almost like McCaffrey. Like, him and Johnson Stewart were duoing, and then they just all out McCaffrey. Like, McCaffrey burned out at the end of last year.
0: Yeah, that's true, but, I mean, it's also because he didn't have of any pass game. Yeah, that's true. Kyle Allen was not a good quarterback.
1: Yeah, I, I could see giving Kamara that much. Yeah, I, I don't
0: think there's a running back in the league that's better in the passing game than Alvin Kamara. Yeah. And McCaffrey? I'd rather have Kamara. Oh. As out of the, as in in the receiving game. I, I think, think McCaffrey's a better runner. Route runner, yeah, I agree. No, or I think Kamara's better I think, no, think Kamara's a, Kamara a much better route runner. You think so? Yeah. Oh. I'm a Panthers fan, so I'm not. I <laughs> about it. I think Saquon's also another person that I would do. I don't know if I – Saquon had a tough year last
1: year. He was hurt. He came back from injury, tough injury too. Mm-hmm. I think I would. I think they're going to get better, so I think
0: I would. Um, but Kamara's got – because he was paired with Mark Ingram, because he's paired with Latavius Murray, he's getting a max 15 touches a game. Yeah. You always see a running back's career – their career is always so short because they get burnt out because you're giving them so many carries a game, yeah. and it's – they're getting beat up, but Camara isn't like that. Camara's fresh still. Yeah, he shared Remember what was it? Two
1: two or three years ago, there was the game against the Vikings, week one, and it was Adrian Peterson getting most of the carries. And then who was the backup? There was a backup and
0: then it was Camara. I was it like um I don't know if it was Latavius Murray then. No, I don't it think was it was like Tradavius. Cadet or something like that. Tri- it might have been tri- tri- Travedi- Trudev- is that? Is it Trevady I think it's. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. It might have been him, but I don't remember. I or, or no, was it Tim Hightower? It. Well, I think it was Tim <laughs> Hightower. Yeah. that's crazy. He was the third running back on that team. Yeah. Um, yeah
1: because he turned one off at the end of the year.
0: So you pay Dalvin thirteen a year? I would. I don't. I don't, especially because. Assuming that's what he's asking for, we don't know, but. I think this next again, like I said, I think the next few
1: years, three or four years, is the time for the Vikings to make a Super Bowl run with Cousins. And I don't like the idea of develop trying to develop Madison up to that level, mm-hmm. in in that period of time to make that run. Not that I don't think like he could, which I, I think he, I, I think Madison definitely could, but I'd rather pay Dalvin and work with him than
0: try and develop Madison to that. The last player that is have it's he's been in trade talks for a while. We don't know what he's gonna what team he'll be on, how much money he's gonna be making. Jamal Adams he's the best safety in the league. At least in my opinion. And if if you don't think he's the best, he's without a doubt top three. Mm -hmm. But it's so difficult to pay a safety because it's tough to have a large impact on a football game at the safety position. You want to pay your quarterback, you want to pay your pass rusher, your star corner, your star receiver, and then maybe your occasional linebacker, your occasional D-tackle, your your offensive tackle. Safety might be the last position I want to pay on a, on a defense. Yeah,
1: there's a ton of, I think there's a, like a, Ton of lack of value
0: at safety, right.
1: but he's almost he's like a hybrid. Like he does everything. Like he he gets sacks. Like stops the run. That's true. Good in the passing game. He's been in trade again, like you said, trade talks for a long ass time, like with the Cowboys and other. T- I think mainly the Cowboys. I I I don't know what I would do with Jamal Adams.
0: If I'm the Jets, I'm not paying him, and it sucks because he's the best player the Jets have had in the past five years, without a doubt. But. You're gonna to have to pay Donald soon. You've got money wrapped up in C.J. Mosley. So, and you've got money wrapped up in Le'Veon Bell. So then your top three money makers are gonna be your running back, your middle linebacker, and your safety. That franchise is destined to fail because you have no money to spend on the positions of high positional value. So, the Jets are looking to trade him. If they don't trade him, because he's a first round pick, they've got the team option next year, which is, it's like $9 million a year. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if they'd be willing, I I pay him $9 million a year, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think it comes down to,
1: do you think he's better than Eddie Jackson? Yes. You think so? Yeah. Eddie Jackson's so good at like, uh, that's like a pack. How does it come down to? Eddie Jackson's the highest paid safety in the league. Okay, but... But he's also... He's getting paid like 14.7 or something like that. But I don't
0: think the Jets can afford it. And no, I don't I'm think, not... And I, I think, think somebody definitely can afford it. I think that... You don't think the Jets can afford it? Because of where their money already is. With like Le'Veon and... Le'Veon and CJ Mosley. Yeah. So like, you need to save money for your quarterback and your pass rushers and a receiver and an offensive tackle and a corner. Like, those are the positions that matter the most and you have your money wrapped up in in positions that yeah. th- don't have as much value, so somebody's definitely willing to pay him. The Cowboys much. have been in trade talks the most, and I think that the Jets wanted a first and a third round pick. I don't see. A lot for. I think it is, but I mean, I think he's he's worth it, mm-hmm. especially when you saw Minka Fitzpatrick. The the Steelers gave up a first to the Dolphins for Fitzpatrick, so a first and a third for Jamal Adams I think is warranted. But I just don't know if a team would be willing to give it up. How many teams do you think going into this upcoming season are going to be willing to trade a first-round pick for Jamal Adams? And I don't think many Zero would, enough. except for maybe the Cowboys. The Cowboys yeah. So if I'm the Cowboys... I'm going to use that as leverage and try to hang on to, do you want a first and a third? I don't want to give up my first. I don't think I don't know if another team's going to want to do that. Um, a first and a third is really tough because then you think in the first two days of the draft you have one pick. That's difficult. I don't see the Cowboys giving up a first and a third. If it's just a first-round pick, I'd for sure do it. Jamal Adams, I think, is the best safety in the league. Not, not taking anything away from Eddie Jackson or guys like you know, Derwin Dur- James. I don't know who else you'd consider as one of the top safeties in the league. Earl Thomas, but... Derwin, Eddie, and probably Jamal Adams. Yeah. I think the Jets do Kevin want to Biden. pay him.
1: I just don't think... Not that, I don't know if they can't, but I just don't think they want to pay him yet. I think, that of, I think that if they waited a year or two, which I don't think Jamal Adams is willing to wait that long... I think they could give him that big salary,
0: but he kind of wants it now, and he's made that abundantly clear. So Unless you, tr- unless you somehow traded Le'Veon Bell, but I don't think anyone's going to want to trade for Le'Veon Bell. I, I mean, I wouldn't want Le'Veon Bell. You just can't wrap up money in, in a safety of running back and a linebacker, which sucks because Jamal Adams easily is the best player the Jets have had in, the, in maybe the past 10 years. Definitely past five. Uh, actually, Darrell Reeves will be in that conversation. So, past five. Yeah. Jamal Adams has been super steady
1: since he came the league. What was that? 2017? It was the McCaffrey draft, wasn't it? Yeah, Adams he was drafted came? in 2017.
0: 2017? Yeah. So... Like, it was like the sixth pick. He
1: would... Out, I think he, he would... Outside McCaffrey, I think he'd be the first player in that draft to kind of get that big second... Or that big contract.
0: McCaffrey was the first? Yeah. I Who were the quarterbacks so. in that draft? Goff? Was that the golf Wentz year? Was <laughs> so, it? I don't remember. I always get. Maybe posi- maybe his uh, maybe position's outside or, of or was that, Or was that the Miles Garrett year? That was the Miles Garrett year. Okay. think golf and Wentz was the year before then. Yeah. Okay.
1: So uh, Garrett hasn't gotten a contract
0: yet. I think McCaffrey's the first one out of that route. Right. right. Garrett's like the. He's going to be the next one to get Yeah. It. He's going to get a big deal too. Oh, for sure. He's one of the best pass rushers in the league. Yeah, even though he throws helmets at people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was um, warranted. Just saying, I think it was warranted. Yeah, it
1: sucks <laughs> that he placed a, a position that there's
0: there's not much value in. I mean, you um, saw in the in the twenty twenty NFL draft, the first safety taken was Xavier McKinney, and it was second, like it was, it way was like the fortieth. 40th- way past pick or something like that. Where people thought he was going to go to,
1: and that just shows right. that that no teams team. don't value that position. Exactly safety, Which sucks. okay. Because uh, he's such a versatile player that can do so much for a team, and he holds up that back end probably better than any of the, uh, probably better than any other safety. I, I would say he's probably the best safety.
0: I agree, but if you think about it, in the Jets' point of view too, though, you draft Jamal Adams with the sixth overall pick in twenty seventeen. If you're going to take a play, if you have If if you draft a safety with a sixth overall pick, I don't think your plan is to hold on to him for four years, just have him for his rookie deal, and then once he wants money, you get rid of him. You don't. I don't think you spend a sixth round pick on a safety or a sixth overall pick on a safety with the expectation that you're not going to have him four years later. So well, again, I think they want to, but. I mean, but then, but then I wouldn't have like why pay Le'Veon Bell? Why don't, pay CJ Mosley when you know that that's going to be like, Le'Veon
1: Bell? I can you know. understand because he was one of the best running backs sure. in the league. CJ Mosley, that makes no sense. Yeah, that that was a huge contract. It, he didn't even play a full season. He played what like two games last year or a game, and then got hurt. I mean, I, I think he's
0: a good player. I do, he, but he's I'm not paying that. linebackers. Yeah, no. like I mean, the Patriots have so much money wrapped up in Dante Hightower, and like he's. Definitely one of the best linebackers in the league, but he's not Luke Kuechly. He's not Bobby Wagner. Yeah. I mean, I'm not – I would have rather paid Chandler Jones. Where else do they have money, though? If they don't have – like, they have – they don't have a receiver. It's running back, linebacker. I know they just signed um, – shoot, the offensive tap, Fant. It's Al not – it's C. not – yeah, but there are two fans. I always get him. George fan. George Fant? It's George Fant and Noah Fant, the tight end. Yeah. Yeah, I always get the two of them. I don't Because yeah, they, they been, signed him to, like, $10 million a year. They've been
1: focusing on the offensive line a lot. Because they,
0: they got... $10 million a year for George Fant. I don't... Was he that good in Seattle? No. <laughs> um, Russell Wilson was on his ass every single game.
1: Yeah.
0: Let me see well, where exactly they've got money wrapped up. I want to
1: say... Def- I think George Fant, offensive line... I don't... Who do they have on the d- defensive line...
0: Quinn and Williams. Williams, but
1: that's a rookie thing right. still. So he's – yeah, he's did still – did, did they extend Darnold or
0: – No, it... Darnold's – I don't Darnold's think they've extended No, yeah.
1: So it's – They're paying
0: Jamison Crowder $10 million a year. He was kind
1: of, he was kind of nasty last year. But $10 year. Million? He's a number one. I mean, you have to pay your
0: number one. Something. So C.J. Mosley's making $17.5 million a, a in, in 2020. Number. Then Le'Veon Bell, fifteen and a half. million.
1: I think that, I think that contract was warranted at the time. Yeah. Now I wouldn't pay him above ten. I wouldn't pay him above eight. Mm-hmm.
0: Crowder ten. Avery Williamson is making eight and a half. He's a linebacker,
1: right? I mean, he, yeah. he's he's I think he's definitely worth that. He's super underrated, in my opinion.
0: And then I mean, there's no one with a huge contract like Henry Anderson is the defensive end making just over eight million. Like yeah. I'm not paying. I I don't know.
1: Yeah, they have a lot of their money wrapped up in defensive positions. That-
0: Million. Brian Poole's making $5 million. They paid Brashad Perriman six and a half. I actually don't hate that. <laughs>
1: Dude, it's, Brashad Perriman's career is <laughs> so weird. Because it wasn't even with the Browns two years ago for like a few games. And caught yeah, like some big yeah. And then the only reason he got $6.5 was because Chris Godwin got hurt last year. And then he put up just absolute monster wins at the end of the year. That's the old. That's crazy. He played like four games and went off. And but he failed. played
0: well with them, though. I mean, like
1: anybody could have played well in that offensive system. I could have put up seven hundred fucking receiving yards for the Buccaneers last year. A
0: noon was making ten million.
1: That's a terrible contract, considering his career. That's
0: that's that's a noon was cap hit in in twenty twenty one. Because his
1: career is pretty much. I think his career is over, right? A Ah, I didn't think he was coming back. Really. Because of his neck. I, I don't know if he might be he, he might just be out for the year, but he hasn't been healthy in a long time.
0: I'm glad they got rid of Robbie Anderson now that the Panthers can pay him ten million dollars a year. Robbie Anderson's good
1: though. Ah. What's not what's not good about Robbie Anderson?
0: <laughs> You're gonna pay him as a wide receiver one?
1: I think he deserves it. They I don't think the Jets used him well. Like they I think Robbie Anderson's a good route runner, like he's fast. They didn't they they just didn't give him the
0: ball enough. They didn't treat him like the number one, even though he should have been. I don't know, man. I I don't try, I don't think he's got enough talent to be a number one wide receiver. But would you rather
1: have Jamison Crowder or Robbie Anderson as your number one?
0: I think I'd rather have Jamison Crowder, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but I don't know for sure. He's a slot receiver. No slot receiver deserves ten million. Oh, Chris Godwin doesn't deserve ten million? He's not. He play He does
1: every. He he's not. James okay, Rather is strictly slot, basically.
0: Chris Godwin lined up all over the place. Okay, that's fair, but, I, I mean, Chris Godwin still is primarily a slot receiver. I think that's, yeah, I guess.
1: I don't is he, I don't think he's going to be a slot this year, though. Because they drafted that, um, they drafted some dude, I forget his name, um, to play the slot. I think Chris Godwin's just going to be another. Who did draft?
0: Now I'm pissed, because I, I should know this. Fucking news receivers.
1: Who's the, um, who was the um? Who dude last year? The white dude.
0: Oh, did they? It, are you thinking of Tyler Johnson? No, I'm
1: thinking of Tommy. I think no,
0: for the the receiver they drafted. Maybe. Because I
1: I, don't, I forget what. I forget. But
0: he was like a fifth round pick. I don't. I don't know if it would have been him.
1: I, I think it was Tommy Miller, the dude last year, that ended up playing slot a decent amount of time. I don't know. I can't remember. That season was Either way, I, I mean... I,
0: Crowder, I think, had a good enough year to pay $10 million a year. I yeah, haven't seen was, enough from Rod. He has
1: so much ball. All I, I saw him. was
0: Robbie Anderson was uh, him getting pulled over for a DUI and threatening the cop that he was going to nut in his wife's eye. <laughs> so, I mean, if that's what you want to pay, $10 million a hey, year, why a receiver see, one. Really,
1: <laughs> Matt Rule sees something in him, because Matt Rule is always about getting, like... Um, Players that are like quality on and off the field,
0: so (laughs) okay, that makes it even more questionable. Maybe, maybe, maybe it makes it less questionable. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. I mean, overall, I'd pay Dak, I'm not paying Dalvin. Jamal Adams, I think it depends on the team. The Jets can't pay him. I think the Jets, if the Jets pay him, I would bet. Any Amount of money that they're not making the playoffs in the next five years the Jets. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna make
1: it either way um for Dak it's weird because like I want to say this is a prove it year because he's making 31 million either way Um, I think he needs to. I think they need to go to the playoffs Have like a semi-deep run or at least show that he can like win some playoff games To get that contract. I would pay Dalvin purely Because I don't like developing Madison to try and make a run in the next few years and, yeah, when, I mean, if you pay Jamal Adams, especially for the Jets right now, if you pay them above $14.7 million, stupid. Yeah.
0: I don't know. All right, if Dalvin Cook returns, right? It, we have. Let's say we have our fantasy draft. Dalvin Cook is already back in Minnesota. Where would you take him in fantasy? Top five. Top five. Easily.
1: I think, I think this year for fantasy it'll go McCaffrey – El, uh, Elliot. Cook could go number two. He could. I could see him up there. I think we'll go McCaffrey, Elliot, Cook, Saquon, probably. Kamara, fifth. Something, Chubb. Chubb will be up there. He'll be up there. I I, I think, yeah. Um,
0: and then the receivers, yeah, we we'll Hopkins, A bunch of Cowboys Thomas. and Texans players got Corona. You saw that? Yeah. So. Zeke was one of them. Yeah, it was crazy. But and it like, he was hey, like, how was this even announced because it's like kind of like a it's a it's a violation of like you can't just put everyone's health. I think, information agent, I out think there. I think his agent said it or something like that. He said Zeke said his agent didn't confirm. I think it's, I either way. I don't but know. Right. It was weird. That's, I hope they don't, dude. If they cancel the NFL season, imagine. Like Bama, a few Bama players just got it. Like that's gonna suck.
1: They well, I think it was the University of Houston had to just completely shut down their off
0: season programs. Because of it. So many players got it. Ohio State, all the players were required to sign a waiver saying that, like, if they get it, then so what? They can't, like, sue. Which is weird, but I don't know. If they cancel football, then an
1: entire year of no football would just be absolutely terrible. That would be horrible. No March Madness, minimal baseball season effed up basketball season minimum hockey playoffs are going to be pushed off. I think we're going to
0: have I think we're going to have football
1: I, I, I think it's I, I like I think it's like 80% I just don't think there to be any fans
0: which sucks because I think that's also a big part of it I think there will be fans I think NFL will for sure have fans I think co- excuse me college football will have maybe half capacity mm. but I think so many college college football stadiums in general are larger than NFL stadiums so I don't think that's that big of a deal yeah. but I don't know you got to do, like, a mock draft or something for fantasy. Mock draft for fantasy. That can be one of the weeks. We'll for sure do, like, um, college football predictions, NFL predictions. I mean, we already did win totals, but not, like, playoff predictions. Um, well, MLB's coming up. We'll have to do that. Mm. Well, we think it's coming up. We don't know that for sure. Yeah, we shouldn't do anything until that's confirmed. Because... A mock draft would be cool, though. Give We'll give you, like, the third pick, give me, like, the ninth pick, tenth pick, like, have one person at the top of the order, one person at the bottom, I think that would be interesting.
1: Yeah, it's always weird, that, that's, I think that's more stressful than picking players, is seeing where you get your draft for for fantasy, (laughs) I know every year during our draft,
0: every time I keep on falling down the list, I get, I get even more nervous about my first round pick. I'm that, always near the bottom. Cause Except I, for the one year I was finally number one. I got stuck with David Johnson. He broke his wrist week one. That sucked. Because I know last year I got – I ended up getting like
1: either like eight or not no, like nine or ten. And I took Devontae Adams super
0: confidently. But – I mean, that's a – yeah. Yeah, got hurt. It's a fine pick. Yeah, fan, yeah. I got I got screwed with the fifth pick, which is like the worst-case scenario because you had – what? It was like it was McCaffrey. It McCaffrey, Elliott
1: and then wasn't it um, it, was, it was, a receiver? Wasn't it one of the top receivers? Or
0: maybe I had the fourth pick. Maybe after that I, and, You know, that was, because I think then maybe, it was like, do, do you take
1: a... Do you take Michael Thomas do you take, or Hopkins or something like or that? Or David Johnson, and I went
0: with Le'Veon Bell, but then was able to trade him, so. That was stupid. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, definitely need to do a mock draft, because I think this will be a big year for fantasy. What do you mean? Like It's just gonna, I think because, I, I don't think there's gonna be fans so I think so many people are gonna end up doing fantasy and focusing on doing fantasy.
0: I think you'll see announcers make that a bigger part of their fantasy. commentary now. Fantasy betting, the, yeah. Like you know, you what know, I was about yeah. to say the XFL had like the lines the line at the and bottom, the bottom yeah. and the total win. That'd really be cool. I, to- I, that I, would that be pretty so cool. That, um, uh, well, I'm if, gonna lose so much money. So
1: cool. <laughs> yeah, I gotta make the money before I lose it. Um, <laughs> it's just so weird <laughs> to like. With fantasy, like teams like the Ram, like, what do you do with the running back situation with the Rams?
0: I mean, I think Malcolm Brown's decent, but I know a lot of people. Is it like, like between Daryl Henderson and Cam I, Akers? A lot of people like Daryl. Oh, Cam Akers, I
1: forgot. Yeah, exactly. Cam yeah, Akers like, is good.
0: That situation,
1: like do you, the like for the Rams, the running back situation, do you trust Cooper Cup taking a huge percentage of the passes. Yeah. Since Brandon Cooks is gone, I mean, what do you do with the uh, uh, like
0: <laughs> do do with like Debo Samuel? I like Debo Samuel too. I did too, but I don't. Know, I've got a few guys that I that I like as as a uh, yeah. I think this round. is a big year
1: for sleepers, and I think I think players such as like Godwin are going to take a step back this year.
0: Step back?
1: I I don't oh. know. Like I just don't think that. I think the Bucks are going to be like good enough where mm-hmm. they don't really need to like pass the ball that like. I think it's, I think the schemes between McDaniel's and Arians are completely different, because Arians is more like that vertical offense, while McDaniel's was just like a pass kind of scheming, like short passes and stuff like that. So I think that Tom Brady will throw more, but I just think they're good enough where they're just gonna murder teams and not, and just kind of just go with Ronald Jones out of the backfield. But
0: uh, I see what you're saying. Like the the, the Buccaneers were never running the ball. Yeah, yeah based on like where they were in the game, game situation. Oh know? yeah. So you're saying like the Buccaneers are going to be ahead in a lot of games. I still think that they'll be throwing the ball even if they're ahead. I mean, if you're up, if you're up a touchdown or two, that's different. I'd rather I'd still throw the ball rather than. Yeah, but that's like one the of those scenarios where
1: you, I'm, like you run it twice, throw it once. Like I mean, yeah. they were throwing, th- they were throwing literally every <laughs> single play.
0: It was so fun to watch. Did Jameis
1: Winston, I, I, did he set an NFL record for most pass attempts in a year? I don't know. Yeah, I think close. Carl Breeze
0: has that record, doesn't he? For most
1: pass attempts? I think. I don't know. I don't know. He had to be up there or at least somewhat close because he threw the ball an absurd amount of times. <laughs> 30 picks. Yeah, he threw him off 30, the field 30. a little bit, but... Yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah. All right, well, maybe that's what we'll do next week then. We'll do a mock draft. Yeah. So, uh, Even though it's, well, I mean it's already June. I mean it's not. It's it's an early mock draft, but it's not
1: that early.
0: We usually do our draft in early August.
1: That's kind of creeping up. We
0: have to set a date. Yeah, we have to set a date.
1: Corona's kind of what made everything kind of go by faster. I think. You know what's going to suck?
0: What's going to suck is when we do a draft and then the season gets canceled. Oof. Let's not talk about it. Let's not think like that. Jay, that knock on wood. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but that's what we'll do next week. We'll do a mock draft. Um, someone will have a top pick. Someone will have a bottom pick so that you can see both uh, ends of the spectrum. And we'll talk through our picks, you know. Yeah. Be like, oh, I hope whoever falls mm. to the next pick, you know. We have some kids in the league
1: that don't know what they're doing when it comes to picks. Actually, I wouldn't say that. They just choose, I don't know, like, do like, Carter. He never has any idea what he's doing. Some people just don't know what they're doing and pick players that they shouldn't pick in the spots that I end up wanting. So I get a. That's
0: really upsetting, but that's all right. We'll we'll see. What if? What's your ideal? I mean, I haven't looked into fantasy too much yet, but what would be your ideal draft position? I don't. I won't say one because
1: I think McCaffrey goes one, and I just I don't like, McCaffrey for a full season because of how much they use him. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, who, like, what, like, where people will go. I would be fine with, like, a middle pick and taking, like, DeAndre or Michael Thomas, I think.
0: Because I don't know how, how Michael Thomas will go, whether it's, like... He'll go high. You think so? Because he'll I be, think, He'll be the first or second. It, it, I think the top two receivers taken are going to be Michael Thomas and Julio. Julio? Yeah. Over DeAndre? Oh yeah. yeah, I think people are gonna be skeptical with the Carlos yeah. passes. So. See, I'm the exact opposite. Like I would take. The oh, other. I would take. I would take him. I'm just saying. I think some people are gonna be hesitant because it's a new. True. You don't um, want to necessarily spend your first round pick on something that you're a little unsure about.
1: Yeah, I think I feel
0: like Saquon this year. Okay. Coming back, being healthy, you know, Daniel Jones, huge upgrade from. They spent or they spent that top pick on Andrew Thomas at left tackle. Yeah, I really like
1: Saquon this year. I don't, I think there's too many receivers. Like, the Cowboys love Zeke. They have too many receivers to not, to like, uh, they have what, four solid receivers that they need to get the ball to? So I don't. Is it four? CeeDee, Gallup, Amari Cooper. There, ha- there was a fourth because they left, there was a picture of three of them and they left, um, they left Gallup off of it. I'm like, oh my God, who's the other one? <laughs> Did they draft him? They drafted Seedy. Yeah, I know, but did they drafted it. Seedy, Amari. Who, was the, who were the wide receivers last year? It was Amari and Gallup, wasn't it? I mean, the top two, yeah. All right, so maybe not. Maybe it was. Maybe it's just three of them, but. I think like, they have Blake many, Jarwin? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, he's actually. But they have too many people to get the ball, so I wouldn't. I don't think I'd like Zeke. I don't like
0: McCaffrey. Kamara's tough. I don't know if I'd pick Kamara as my first round pick. Yeah, I Although don't know. he's one of my favorite I players love in the NFL, but.
1: He was inconsistent last year
0: too. He, he had a down. He didn't give
1: him touches, which kept, made no, right. makes no sense. Um, but I don't like. See, I like Dalvin, but again, it depends on the contract. I, I mean, mean I pick
0: him. I would pick him top three if he if plays. Definitely
1: plays. agreed. Chubb, um, sure.
0: you've got a lot of running backs in that first round.
1: I think the, I think the Browns go more pass heavy this year because I think they realized how how underutilized Odell was and how like David Njoku. And they got Austin Rivers, yeah. so I think they go more pass heavy. I don't. I think Chubb will be fine, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't take him first round. I, I again, like I prefer taking Michael Thomas or probably DeAndre Hopkins, like
0: somewhere in the middle. Like probably that would be what seven or eight around. And then there. who you want coming back around? Like Tyreek. running back at that point, Tyree could be there. Le'Veon Bell,
1: no, Joe
0: Mixon, I think will be a first rounder. So yeah, he, he would definitely be there. a first
1: rounder. Somebody on the way back up, I, I want to take Sanders. Sanders.
0: He might be a second rounder.
1: I don't see it's so. I it, yeah, fantasy comes down to strategy. Like you can get two good, you could definitely get two good receivers pretty much right off the bat. Right. Especially if you're in the middle, like you could go, you could probably go Michael Thomas or DeAndre, and then again, like you said, come back up with Tyreek, Chris Godwin, Chris Godwin, Me, Mike, Mike Evans might be like on that, like that like first a, pick of the second yeah. round, like maybe not there, or um, Kelsey, Kelsey. Yeah, you could get Kelsey. I mean. I don't. I think Hopkins yeah.
0: could slide to the second. Derrick
1: Henry is also another first round running back that we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Who who's a running back that I that I think second round?
0: Where do okay. you think Gurley goes? Oof. That's a tough one. Melvin Gordon. I, I'd like to see team. like what like.
1: I, I I track him a ton through preseason and training camp and see like how how his knee is holding up because I think he could be a big sleeper pick because I don't like the running back room outside of Todd Gurley. Like Edo Smith's okay, right. and then they have like Brian Hill. Yeah. So I think Todd Gurley really could be like a. Keenan Allen could be a
0: second rounder. That he could be a second rounder. I'm trying to think of a running back. Do you think Cortland Sutton is taking that eye? He could because now you got Judy and KJ Hamler too, so it's not all Cortland Sutton. It's weird. I don't. I wonder if Denver is kind of transitioning into a
1: pass offense because they like. Last year, it wasn't that. Like, it was right. pretty much Lindsay and Royce Freeman right. doing a lot of the work. And they were competitive, like really competitive. So right. I wonder if they kind of switch it up. I think drafting duty shows that they're going to switch it up, so that'd be interesting. Um, I had somebody in mind right before you said something. I think Kenyon Drake could be a running back there. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. <laughs> Dude, there are a lot of the players. <laughs> I think Josh Jacobs is probably a middle second-round pick. Yeah, I think Kenyon Drake's middle a lot. second round pick. It's I think lot. Austin Eckler is a middle second round pick. Yep. We talked Damn. about Eckler being a first round pick, but I think there's just so many. We're not PPR either. We play. Yeah, we do standard, standard so. so it's a little different. But Eckler put up big numbers either way. But I mean, Josh
0: Jacobs is the perfect standard running back. Mark Ingram could be taken high. I mean, I I wouldn't take him higher than third or fourth round. I think,
1: yeah, all right. So, uh, again, like you said, ideal. Probably seventh or eighth going Michael Thomas, DeAndre, first round. And then then hoping to get, like, either Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler. Somebody like that on the way
0: back up. What about you, though? Yeah, I don't want a top pick. Um, Just because, I mean, just off the top of our heads listed so much talent that could be taken in the first two rounds. So... And, of course, we, we're we probably forgetting people. I mean, I don't know how AJ Green's going to end up. Um, um, well, like, we, Juju. He was... AJ Green was third or fourth. James Conner. Yeah. I mean, there are a bunch of guys that we haven't named that could be in that talk. So, I definitely want a late pick. Um, I honestly... Like, I hate being at the very end because you see all the talent go before you, but... This hurt me. <laughs> It is. Especially but, since we have, 12, we have 12 players in our league, so... I feel like you're kind of stuck taking yeah. that mid-running back or that mid-receiver at that point. Every single—I think I've had Julio three or four years. I think I've drafted him twice, and I think I've traded for him twice. And almost every single season he has an injury or you know he has a stretch where he can't score a touchdown. Um, i want won Julio this year. So I would like to have... I'd like to be in the position to take the first or second receiver. I don't think Julio's going to be the first receiver taken. I think it'll be Michael Thomas. I think Devontae Adams and Hopkins and uh, Julio will be then in the argument for the... Or Mike Evans for the next Tyreek. Tyre. There are a lot of people... Like, I think it can go any way. Like the, after, I think Michael Thomas is a clear number one. Mm-hmm. I think after that, we'll see. It can go in a number of different Julio, directions. I would take... I want to be able to take that second receiver and make it Julio. So maybe, like, the sixth pick. If you had cool. the
1: first, though, you would take Thomas, though, right? If you had, the, if you had that... Yes. Like, if the, those top right backs were gone, and it was either... You, know, like you were definitely picking a receiver, you are taking Thomas, right? Yeah. Okay.
0: And I think, I, I think no matter... I mean, unless I have a top three pick, right? Unless I'm taking... Unless I have Dalvin Cook, if he plays, or McCaffrey... Or Zeke. I don't even know if I'd want Zeke. I'd take Zeke over to Michael Thomas, though. So one of those three and maybe Saquon. Yeah. So the fifth pick, I'm taking a receiver. Yeah, I think the interesting part about Julio, I think Dirk Clutter is now their
1: offensive coordinator. Right. He's a crazy pass heavy guy. And they I mean they got rid of Austin Hooper. So I think that I think that Hayden Hurst and like, players like Russell Gage should be upgraded because of Calvin, that? Calvin – I think Calvin Ridley might be a third-round pick. Calvin again, like, I, first year, just a bunch of touchdowns. Last year, I think he showed – he, again, up and down pretty much the entire year. I think Calvin Ridley should be upgraded for the Falcons. I think really, –
0: It'd be tough between DeAndre and Julio, who I think I would take. Julio's just going to get so much attention from the defense, though. You're yeah. always going to have a guy following him with, with a safety And that's Kyle. why I think Calvin yeah. Ridley
1: really, should definitely be a huge upgrade. But again, like with DeAndre's, he's just going to get a ton of focus in Arizona, too. Like, I mean. Yes, but
0: like the thing is can, Matt Ryan can't move. So, Tyler right. Murray can kind of stretch. Matt Ryan might be the least mobile quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> Peyton? Brady? if
1: we're talking about in the last few years, Peyton, Brady, Matt Ryan. Probably probably <laughs> <makes> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> that's probably it. Yeah. Um
0: Derek Carr. Maybe. No, actually, no, Derek Carr does some
1: know. rollouts, actually. Maybe
0: not. Yeah, he he rolls out and then dives for a pylon and hits the ball and hits the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. turn touchback yet. Yeah, that's what that Derek Carr does. Yeah. Um, but it would be it. Yeah, I'd like to take Julio, Michael Thomas. I don't know if I want Devontae Adams, because I didn't trust Aaron Rodgers in that. Like, Aaron Rodgers, the Packers were great last year. Aaron their Rodgers, offense. But he, he wasn't padding stats anymore. He was just going for Yeah, their uh, offense. Completely. I, I, I hated great watching fa- it. Except for Aaron Jones, they weren't great for fantasy. I hated so. watching it. I hated watching it. So, what, so the one... I'm sorry, what were you saying? You can, I was just going to say, so I take one of those two. Yeah. Then, just best player available for me. Either... Like, if I take a... Receiver in the first round. I'm not pressed to take a receiver in the second round, yeah, or I be mean, a running back. I'm not pressed to take a running back in the second round. I have no problem going receiver, receiver. I don't want Kelsey. I'm not taking a tight end. Um, that was that was the point I was going to bring up was about tight ends. But I'll let you finish yours first. Uh, I'm not taking Kelsey. I know someone will spend a second round pick on him. Um, it, I think it'll be an early second round pick too. A guy that I'd like to see fall. Again, I haven't looked at, like, what the rankings would be like. Um, I'd like taking receiver-receiver. So, I mean, if Tyreek's available, I'd for sure take him. Um, I think it's okay Godwin to, I would take. Yeah. Mike Evans.
1: I think I it's okay think to go to receiver-receiver, because receiver, I feel like there's, on, like, that third round on the way back down, I think, like, Matt, Marlon Mack could be there. Yeah. Um... I think those Rams running backs would be there. depends how that preseason works out and how they say they're going to divide up their runs. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, maybe, third round. Maybe that would be a little early. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the
0: Chiefs running back situation is tough.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, like, whoever comes out of the running back room the, in Denver, maybe, on that way back down, because I know they have Melvin Gordon Philip Phil right. You're talking um, about back down in the third? Yeah. Chris Carson, maybe? Chris Carson, whoever the, I mean... Uh, the 49ers running back ends up their starter ends up being
0: um Mostert. yeah i guess i i think would miles sanders kevin coleman was good too miles sanders on that third round but what, what were you nice. gonna say about tight ends so yeah i think tight ends
1: is always another interesting part of drafts because i think there's that clear cut top two, what is it top it's kelsey ertz Kid kittle there's that clear cut top three and then it's a huge drop off. The huge drop off, but as soon as those three go, there's usually a run on them, like pretty much immediately. Because I think that there's such a hu- tight end is like the pit. Like it's such a some teams don't use them at all. Right to the point where in a twelve team league, like it's I don't want to say essential, but. Standard, No, like, not PPR. You
0: need a a tight end that's going to do something. Like, you can't just have a zero there because you're going to lose. That's what I – the last two years, I took Ertz in, I think, the third or fourth round in 2018. And then last year, I took Kittle in the third. And they both worked out fine. Mm -hmm. But I think this year, like, there's so much talent. I don't know. I, I don't want Kelsey. I don't want Ertz. Kittle I would take in the I third would take round. Him in yeah. <laughs> but I'm not taking him in the second. If he's a third, I'll take... But here's the thing, like, I don't want Ebron because I, I don't think... This Darren like, Waller? Do you want... Darren Waller I wouldn't hate. I, w- I wouldn't mind him, yeah,
1: because I think that's pretty much like the only person... Well, they got rugs, but... Yeah, I would take Waller, but like, I wouldn't take Gronk. I wouldn't take Bray. I wouldn't take... I, I don't think I like Hooper and Cleveland enough to take him. Mm-mm. Um, definitely don't like any. I don't um, like Mark the, Andrews. Mark Andrews. Ah, I was kind of. He, he I think Jarwin's gonna be a decent pick. I think yeah, but like he, those are guys who are gonna get like maybe five hundred or six hundred yards and then touchdown totals. Who right, knows? Right. Like, ah, I think I, I've never been that person that takes those top tight ends like kind of right off the like in the third fourth round range. But I think that might change this year because I I don't – again, like I said, don't want Gronk, don't want Ebron. Ian Thomas, no – definitely no the Saints tight end. Ian Thomas. (laughs) No Patriots tight end. I I wouldn't touch those. I wouldn't touch the Seahawks tight
0: ends. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so much easier to just trust a late-round pick to throw into your flex than it is to trust picking up Jack Doyle from the waiver wire. Yeah,
1: like I I would so much rather – Bro, I'd rather have Kittle in my lineup where I'm gonna get seven, seven plus points, which is huge at tight end. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, like you're always gonna find some late round or like ninth or tenth round person for your flex that's gonna be fine. That'll right. get that six plus projection and will be okay in that right. position.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I mean, obviously, my draft history shows it. Yeah, but. It'll definitely be interesting. We'll do so. That's what we'll do next week. We'll do a mock draft, talk through our picks. Um, I don't want to do an ESPN one. Mm. There are a couple of sites you can do that are like auto-generated. If you do an ESPN one, like everything, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we do. Yeah, but it'll be fun. Yeah,
1: it'll be interesting.
0: All right. So tune in next week for that. Thanks for joining us. Um, hopefully, we do have an MLB season by the time that we. Uh, We talk next, but um, thanks for joining us and see us next week.